Hello and welcome to the inaugural Blazing Fast Podcast. We are your hosts, Jeff Gerke. And Tim Jones. And this is the first and only high school football podcast in Rutherford County. And probably the only one in the country hosted by the team's coaches. Yes, sir. Much like our record-setting offense, we are making history here today on Blaze Drive. So again, my name is Jeff Gerke, and I am the defense coordinator for the Blackman Blaze. I'm Tim Jones, outside linebackers coach for the Blaze. And this year, we have an exciting schedule that includes seven home games. So I'm going to just do a quick review of the schedule so everyone will be aware when and where we're playing. So this Friday, we open at Brentwood. We follow that up with home game versus Gallatin on August 26th. Then we travel to Riverdale on September 2nd. We follow that up with a home game versus Summit on September 9th. And then we go to Stewart's Creek on September 16th. The next home game is versus Antioch, and we will have several very cool announcements about that game, what we're doing pre- and post-game. You won't want to miss that one. Nope, it's, it's going to be just super, super fun. On September 30th, we play at home versus Oakland. That's the big one. Everyone in the whole state is going to have that one circled on the calendar. Then we finally get a week off where we will not be playing October 7th. And then we are back at home October 14th versus Rockville. Then on October 21st, we host Cookville. And then our final regular season game, our final home game, is October 28th versus Siegel. But it will not be our final game. We're going to go on and say that right now. You have that first week of playoffs, first week of November, and you can expect us to be at home that week. So go ahead and mark your calendars. So this is how it's going to work, folks. Every Thursday night uh, or Friday morning, whenever the students uh, get this thing out, we are going to give you a podcast of the week. It's going to recap the previous week's game and uh, give you a up-to-the-minute preview of that week's opponent. So we are going to have weekly coach interviews, player interviews. Basically, our goal is to be your one-stop shop for all things Blackman football. And at this time, we would normally uh, shout out our sponsors, but at the moment, we don't have any. So if you're looking to sponsor the Blazing Fast podcast, please email us at blazingfastpod at gmail.com. That's B-L-A-Z-I-N-F-A-S-T-P-O-D at gmail.com for if you want to sponsor the first of its kind podcast. And we also welcome listener feedback. So use that email address to drop us a line. Let us know how you're enjoying the show. And let us know if there's anything you want us to uh, bring to the table. And um, the sponsorship, that's all going right back to the school. We are trying to do a first of its kind in Rutherford County and build our own podcast studio on campus um, so that we can bring more podcasts to the uh, blaze crowd out there i'm sure there's other topics you know with the uh, girls and boys basketball team and all the other sports and who knows what else y'all want to listen to but we can't do that if we don't have the materials so uh the sponsorships again that will go towards building a podcast studio here on campus on blaze drive so on today's episode we're going to give you an in-depth preview of the upcoming season with that preview we're also going to recap our summer that included trips to knoxville Memphis, and Hoover, Alabama. We completed our annual rite of passage by running Tiger Hill, a.k.a. AKA we call it Tigard Hill now. 
And uh, I actually ran it as well and will be the first and last time. I can promise you that. Yeah, I learned my lesson last year on that one. Yeah, Coach, it's uh, it, whatever they say about it, it's even worse. But it's, uh, it's, it's a very big bonding moment for our team. And uh, everyone knows if you want to play for the Blaze, you have to run Tiger, a.k.a. Tigard Hill. So we followed that up by hosting three scrimmages and playing in a jamboree in Chattanooga. Yeah, we're going to give you a in-depth uh, analysis of those scrimmages. And then for this season, get ready to see year two of the Blazing Fast on offense and a revamped defense that is sure to create mayhem. What? <laughs> mayhem. What? Trust us, there's plenty more of that to come. And then at the end of this episode, we're going to wrap it up with an interview with the man himself, head coach of the Blaze, Chandler Tigard. So you definitely don't want to miss that because that's going to get everybody excited for our first game this week. So as coaches, as players, as a community, as a school, we can tell you we could not be more excited for week one. And we look forward to bringing you new episodes as we enter the most exciting, best time of the year, and that's Blackman Blaze football. Should be a season to remember, guys. So let's uh, give you guys a quick recap. Um, last year, we were able to go 5-5. Five and five. It's certainly not what we wanted, but it's the inaugural season, new coaching staff, uh, new players trying to get this thing turned around. Um, we, weren't, uh, we weren't satisfied with that, so you know it started – really all the way back in November with a revamped off-season conditioning program and, uh, you know, just trying to get this thing where we wanted it. And after the spring scrimmage, uh, we went all the way to Knoxville, played uh, over in Strawberry Plains. We came back and got to work. And it started with the first seven-on-seven of the year, the uh, big invitational at University of Tennessee. There was over 40 teams there. Teams from all over the state, uh, from Georgia, Maryland, as far away as Cleveland, Ohio. And, of course, they put us in the toughest bracket. Uh, but it was pretty awesome. All the uh, Tennessee coaches were out there to watch us, at trying to see the fastest to show on turf. And we did not disappoint. In pool play, we went 3-1. and one, And we took down Woodward Academy of uh, Final 14 from Georgia, Harding Academy of Final 18 from Arkansas, and St. Vincent in Maryland that had nine power five players with offers. Um, the only team we lost to was Knox Catholic, lost to them by one on an extra point at the end. Um, so when all was said and done, we were ranked as the number one team after the seeding. And uh, that's about as good as we did because after a full lunch of a bunch of pizza, we came out pretty flat and then lost in the first round. But, um, you know, we showed up ready to play in that first part and gave our kids a lot of confidence. Um, so we ended up losing to Bearden High School. Um, they kind of gave us a test of our own medicine. They were trying to run the same exact offense, and we just couldn't put it together. But it was a great learning experience, and we took that into the next week. Yes, sir. We went, uh, decided to travel west this time. So we went about as far as you could go east to about as far as you can go west. We went down to the Memphis 7-on-7, and it was hosted by the University of Memphis at their amazing football facilities. Unbelievable if you haven't it seen was, it. It was so – it was – so awesome for us, for the players, for everybody that came down. Uh, and, of course, we played in another competitive bracket, and we, we put up a great record. Uh, we just missed the semifinals. Um, and what was really cool to see was that the players overcame not only the com competition level, but the intense uh, heat that week. You're talking midsummer in Memphis, Tennessee. On, on turf. On it was scorching. It was so hot, but, you know, didn't let it bother them. Played through it. 
And what was really cool is that uh, the University of Memphis had a fun atmosphere going with music blaring. And if you know anything about blazing fast football, that's how we like to practice. We like to practice fast. We like to have fun. So they had music going. It was just it was just kind of our scene, and our guys played really well. And so it was just uh, it was a great experience all the way around. Yeah, we had a lot of fun. We stayed overnight, gave the kids that experience, and you know really got them some confidence. I mean, we were playing teams from Memphis, um, all over the Memphis area, but teams from Arkansas. Uh, two teams from Mississippi, and of course they put us in the toughest bracket yet again, um, but we finished that undefeated and then lost in the final eight to uh, Germantown, and they had some dudes. But, um, you know, it was really good, but, you know, it was just for those skill guys, so we t- tried to do something really special for the whole team because they'd all been busting their butts so hard since November, and um, that's right around when the new Top Gun came out. And uh, so we decided to do the, the Top Gun – uh, for our players as far as their summer testing you know because when we get back from summer break we don't lift them as hard because we're getting ready for the season so a lot of them put on 20 30 pounds of muscle uh, we started with four or five kids that could squat 400 pounds and we were getting kids 25 30 kids squatting 400 pounds so we decided to see how strong we had gotten them um, but we had the you know danger zone playing in the background. The kids got pumped. They were wearing their aviators, and you know it was just unbelievable. And we we set it up where it was really hard to attain the Top Gun title, but I mean we had 22 kids get there, and we're talking totals of 1,400 pounds, 1,500 pounds. Uh, one kid even got almost 1,600 pounds, and that was Donovan Holloway. Unbelievable. He's our uh, starting running back, and the kid is just one big ball of muscle. Um, and then rising sophomore, Archie Big Grizzly Roseman squatted 570 pounds. Unbelievable. And we're not talking about hip bends. We're talking about all the way to the ground. He's going to be a monster. But they didn't know what we were going to do next. And, you know, the original Top Gun, the big machismo volleyball game, everybody greased up. Okay, so greased up, Coach. We took him over to the GOAT, shout out to the GOAT in Germantown, and went on the volleyball courts, and they they got into it and baby-oiled themselves up and put on their pit vipers and, and aviators and went out and took a big uh, greased-up photo shoot that we can hang in the weight room, and those kids can look back and be proud of it back when they had six-pack abs when they come around here in their 30s and those are gone. They start looking like us. <laughs> that's the problem. Maybe you, Tim. <laughs> no, I just I just want to say, uh, Coach Gerke, you just did – an unbelievable job this this offseason, this summer, this strength conditioning, pushing this Top Gun, getting guys excited about uh, being in the weight room. And uh, I've been very proud to uh, to be there and, and help and all the coaches and getting behind you in this initiative you've led. And I think it's really going to show up this year. So great job to you on that. I appreciate that, Tim. But hey, every coach was there all summer long. It's a thankless job, you know, but the kids were into it. The kids are into it. And that's what we do it for. Awesome. Well, after that, we, we had another big experience this summer. Uh, we went down to Hoover, Alabama. So as soon as I say Hoover, Alabama, to anyone who knows anything about football, you, you, are, you already know what we're going to experience. So it was truly a thrill to do their seven-on-seven seven down there. Um, it's a national invitational. Yes. Everyone knows if you go down there, it's the best. I mean, Hoover is the place to do it. And uh, so – the Blaze have been down there before, but this year we uh, we just outperformed any team in the past, and, and we just really showed up, and we won more games. 
and we end up finishing 11th overall out of 32 national teams that traveled down to this seven on seven you're talking about just about every team had a power five quarterback multiple power five skill players and we really could have finished pool play undefeated we lost on a hail mary at the end of our sixth game we could have been seated fourth or fifth overall. Ended up losing to Gainesville High School, a multi-million dollar football program. They've got an indoor facility. The former coach at Hoover is there. It's just an unbelievable top-notch, you know, football program that we're trying to get to here at um, at Blackman High School. But to lose to them, that's that's nothing to uh, you know cry about. They're uh, first-class program. I finished. They they finished what top four, Tim. Well. Yeah, I mean, like you talk about the the endings to the game, we had we had our own wins at the last last second several times, and just the, actually the very first game ended like that, and we went on the last play, and everybody's going crazy, celebrating, running out onto the field, and um, at that point, it's like something clicked, and we realized like the Blazer here, the Blazer here to compete, and we belong on the field with anybody. And I think, Coach, you probably felt that, that it was just this change of mentality. Absolutely, absolutely. I mean, the, we went down there the year before, and we knew why we were going down there, to get the kids a taste of what we were trying to get to. You know, that's that's the standard. You're talking about teams that are consistently winning state championships, powerhouse programs, win 10, 12, 13 games a year, every year. And our kids needed to see that last year, but they were definitely a little bit intimidated. This time, we came expecting to get the trophy, and it showed up. Yeah, it was just really cool to see. I think it was a great way to uh, end seven-on-sevens with the experience, the travel, the staying overnight. You know, it's just really cool to be a part of a program that we go out of our way to make sure that our players, they work hard, but they're rewarded by getting to go on very cool experiences along the way. So that kind of like wrapped up our seven on seven early summer off um, off season work. And then now Coach Gerke is going to talk about our scrimmages. So um, we decided to try to find the best competition we could. Um, we knew uh, we had high, high expectations for this season. So um, we sought out the toughest competition we could find for our scrimmages. And... Uh, you know, that included Lebanon, who's preseason number four in 6A. That included Hendersonville, who was a Final Four team last year. Um, that included BGA, one of the most physical teams in the private school sector. And then Coach Tiger got us into the Chattanooga Jamboree. We were the only team outside of Chattanooga that came down there. Uh, the best of preps. It was an unbelievable event. And we went up and, and played uh, Red Bank, who's consistently got some of the best players in the area. And then we played the powerhouse Baylor. Um, and everybody knows that they're consistently competing for the state title in the private sector. And they did not disappoint. Um, so, Tim, you want to tell us about the BGA scrimmage? Yeah, the BGA scrimmage was good to see because, like you said earlier, just a very physical team. And as coaches, what we talked about all offseason was we have to be more physical. We have to be more fundamentally sound and we have to bring intensity on every play. And I felt like what seeing that happen and uh, seeing how the guys responded um, was just it was just awesome to see. And then seeing them start to build confidence as we go is I mean, that that's just the goal. So that scrimmage allowed us to kind of start laying the foundation as we gear up to week one here. Yeah. And and, and um 
you know, we had a ton of confidence, but we turned right back around that following Tuesday and had to play Lebanon. They've got two big-time offensive linemen, uh, one of the best athletes in the state at quarterback, and they came over here trying to take it to us. Um, Tim, you want to give them some details on that game? Yeah, I mean, like you talk about, Lebanon came in and, um, you know, like you're supposed to do. They, they, they came in, said we're on the road uh, in a scrimmage, and we're going all out. And uh, it was a really hard-fought hard game, which I think was really cool to see because um, we needed that close game experience. And I think it was a 14-13. 14-13. Yeah. So our, our guys got to experience that, hey, we need to get a stop. It's a close game. Or we need to respond and come down and score. Because we all know in football, everything's not going to go our way. And we came out with a team that's going to be really good, that came to play, and we didn't let that bother us, and we won a close game. So uh, it was just a great way to keep that scrimmage momentum uh, moving forward into Hendersonville. Yes, I mean, we were really, really proud of how our kids responded. They came out and punched us right in the mouth. But we had to get a stop, and we got it. And we were right back down the field and scored to to win the first half. Uh, we only played the varsity the first half of all these scrimmages. But, um, you know, if that's the number four team in the state, you know, where are we? We should be right there. Feeling good. Yep. And then uh, we wrapped it up on Friday, playing our third scrimmage in seven days. Um, no, we are not trying to kill our kids. We're trying to make sure we've got the team we think we got. But that was a tough task. And to top it off, it's Hendersonville coming in here, running triple option right at you. And, um, again, they're as good as advertised. Um, I don't know if they're as good as last year, but they're, they're dang close. Um, they're humongous up front. They, they run triple option. They run, you know, a bunch of wing tee kind of stuff. And it's a team that won 12 games last year and, you know, lost to Summit in the Final Four and, you know, gave them all they could handle. And then they're coming over here, and uh, they had no fear of us. And our kids, you know, kind of had to adjust to that offense. But after that first drive, we, I mean – played about as good as we can ask for on defense, and the offense really showed up. What was the final score, Tim? I think it was 28-7. 28-7 and a half. Mm -hmm. I mean, 28 points in one half of football is pretty impressive. Yep. Um, and that just you know shows our kids what we're capable of against a top you know, 5-10 team in 6A. So that we took that momentum, you know, we, we gave them you know, a couple days off, and then we got geared up for this best of preps in Chattanooga. Um, you know, we took the kids down there on Saturday. It was a great atmosphere playing in a college stadium. You know, uh, that's where the Chattanooga Mocs play. And we were the outsider. <laughs> it's yeah, pretty exactly. funny. We walk in and it's like record scratch, you know, like, oh, where, where, where's this team coming from? Who are they? So, but our kids, pretty funny. They're like, well, they're about to see the professionals play because the offenses weren't on our uh, level. You know, you could tell that they we've been a little bit ahead with all the seven on seven. So it was uh, some anticipation in the building. No one went home and they, they came to see us. Yeah, no one left. Like you were saying, like I'm talking you're talking college stadium, full house, lots of schools there. Everyone is, I mean, it was, our games were the marquee matchups. I mean, every team that played before us, because it was a two-day event, every team that had just scrimmaged, they stuck around and watched. They wanted to see it. You know, we've got all these guys, which we're going to get into. Everybody wanted to see what we were about, and our kids showed up. I mean, Red Bank was not scared. They came, gave us all we could handle. Um, but we ended up winning. It was a running clock. It went by really quick. It was about a quarter of football when it's all said and done. And, and we beat uh, Red Bank 14-7. Um, 
played really, really well. And then we had to play the big boys, Baylor. I mean, Baylor's got a new coach. He's uh, won a bunch of state titles in South Carolina. He was the University of South Carolina's tight ends coach. Um, they, they peeled him away to, to come get their program back on track. And, I mean, if y'all haven't seen them, they're going to be competing for it all. Uh, they are enormous up front. Uh, the left tackle is going to Ole Miss. Um, and then they've got two power five juniors at wideout, a big old running back. We had, what is he, about 210, 220, Tim? Easy. Big old Easy. kid. And um, and then the quarterbacks, Will Muschamp, the defense coordinator for Georgia, former Florida head coach, his son. And he's currently ranked number two in the class of 2026 at quarterback. And he's the real deal. So, I mean, you hear all this stuff and you think, okay, what happened? And – I'm here to tell you, we belonged on that field. I mean, that would have been an amazing – if that was a traditional four-quarter game, that would have been a game to see. It would have come down to the wire. Uh, the actual score was 14-7. Uh, we had a touchdown called back. I'm not going to get on the refs, but um, I did not see that penalty on the tape. And then there was a questionable catch on the sidelines. But, hey, home cooking, you know that it goes. Not questionable, but we'll just move on. Yeah, yeah. yeah. but um, – you know they that that's going to be a, a really tough opponent for all the private schools out there. They're uh, they're definitely on the right track, but it's what we needed. It is definitely what we needed going into the season, and so I think our kids are ready, and um, you know it's going to get us to take that leap forward that all of us worked so hard for to take the blaze to where we want to be with this program, um, and. Getting us to where we want to be in this program, it really is going to start on offense, and Tim's going to let you know about all them guys. Yeah, so what we're going to do next is we're going to talk about the uh, offense and the defense going into the season real quick. And then, um, so let's get going. Um, I mean, it's what we're here for. It's what gets everybody excited on Blaze Drive. This is year two of the Blazing Fast offense. This change of uh, pace that uh, Rutherford County had yet to see till last year, and we're hoping to build on that momentum. So we have two senior quarterbacks in Jack Reisner and Peyton Thomas. Uh, these two guys, I mean, they're just leaders both on and off the field. Couldn't ask for better kids. No, you're talking about in the weight room there, in the classroom, in the community. Just when you need a leader at quarterback, I mean, we have two. I mean, it's just it's kind of kind of how it is, and it's and it's and it's a plus. And uh, Man, do they have some weapons to throw to. And that includes recent Mississippi State commit uh, Justin Brown, or as we affectionately just call him JB, and uh, recent California commit Ben Marshall. And uh, when you talk about these two, these two players, I mean, you, just, you hear that there. You're talking Power 5 recent commits that are going to play on Saturdays. But what they care about right now is getting to us where they need to be. They're the, they're the leaders of the program, and that's rare, and that's why we feel like there's something special going on here because usually those kids aren't the ones that are the first ones here and the last ones to leave. But, I mean, that's probably why they're so good, Tim. Yep. And then, then you're joined by our, our, our new guy in the group. That's uh, senior uh, Jacob Page, and I think uh, he's going to really add to what we're doing, and we're very excited to see what, what he brings. We're, we're really excited. He came, his, his mom moved here. He was at Ensworth, and, you know, they, they wanted to – he's, he's going to be a power five wide receiver. He's yet to commit yet, but, um, you know, he, we're looking forward to, to having him. He's really going to be a big time weapon. And we are going to run the ball this year. So that's going to be exciting. We got two juniors, Donovan Holloway and Caden Perkins that are going to be running the ball. And I think both of these guys are primed for a very big season on the ground. Um, I think that, uh, that's going to be something that it's going to 
add another dynamic to our offense, don't you think, Coach? Oh, absolutely. I mean, I'm saying Donovan's the strongest kid in our program, and he sure runs like it. Yep. And then uh, enough with the flashy guys. Let's talk about what really makes an offense work. Uh, any coach will tell you it all starts up front. And our own our offensive line is led by some seniors in Evan Kramer, Ethan Johnson, and Miles Gray. And these guys are stronger than ever. And I think they're looking to provide that foundation you're looking for as an offense. Yeah, everybody talks about our skill guys. But uh, those guys have really taken it to make sure that they're not going to be the weak link of the offense. And you can certainly tell in these first scrimmages and, and fall camp that it's a different unit. Yep. So everybody we just mentioned, I just want to let you guys know that's only a small part of who we expect to contribute. And we're going to have more players that are going to step up throughout the season, introduce you to more players. So for offense, get your popcorn ready, buy your season tickets, and come cheer on the fastest show on turf all season long. We expect to see you there. Now we're going to uh, send it over to Coach Gerke to uh, highlight the defense before we wrap up the show. Yeah, this is the group. This is the group that's got to make it happen. Um, this is the group that's much maligned. They're the ones that are getting all the scrutiny. Um, and we didn't we didn't play up to our expectations last year. Certainly not mine. Um, and we we've had to own that and and try to move forward. And I think this group has really taken the challenge. Um, they absolutely have. I, I agree. Um, as someone who's joined this year on on the staff, um, I think that what we're looking to build, the way the direction we've moved, um, it, it's very exciting, Coach. I think we've, uh, I think people are going to be um, very impressed with uh, the Blaze defense this year. You know, I, I just seeing what we've done in the spring game and these scrimmages, you know, you could tell it's a different attitude. And you know, I, I think it really comes down to, to three of our seniors. We, you know, we don't have a whole lot of seniors on that side of the ball, but these three guys have have really taken charge. And, um, you know, I think the leader, there's a leader on every level, but I think undisputably the, the defensive leaders is Elijah Pitts. Um, Elijah's, you know, a three-year starter. Um, he was at Lipscomb Academy last year, but he was freshman, sophomore year. He was here and decided to come back. And, I mean, it's been an instant impact. He's like having a coach on the field. Yes, he he's, he's the typical field general leading the guys and another player who leads by example. And he's, he's, he's a coach on the field. He's a physical kid. He's one of the best defensive backs I've ever coached. And I've coached a few of them that made it all the way to the league. And just his instincts and just abilities is off the charts. He's a huge pickup. And then uh, we had Terrence Carpenter move in also in January. And he's really made an impact at the linebacker level, um, trying to replace uh, C.J. Steele who had a heck of a year for us last year, but there's been no drop off. And, you know, I'm a little biased because I happen to coach him. Uh, but uh, Terrence is, he's just a, he's a great kid. First of all, he's very coachable and he is going to make a very big difference uh, on our defense this year. And it's absolutely been a pleasure for me to get to know him over these past few months. And um, on the defensive line, uh, our, one of our lone returning stars, Will King, he's put on 25 pounds of muscle. And he looks like Hulk Hogan out there. He's just, um, you know, and he works his butt off. And he's just, yeah, he's poised to have a, an all-state kind of year. 
um, if he could stay healthy because he's really, really changed as a player. Um, but those three are really the only seniors we have. We're going to be young at, at just about every spot, but I think we're talented. We've got some young linebackers led by Matthew Oliveri in the middle um, and a newcomer from Rockvale, London Smith, and uh, Ethan Carson, who played the last three games as a freshman. He's already got a lot of college interest, um, but he's 15 years old. But he should be an impact player for us. Um, we had a big loss this week. Found out Mason Russell, our all-conference, all-region player, um, is going to be out for a little while. He had to get surgery on his stomach. And um, so to replace him, we've got big grizzly Archie Roseman. Uh, he's a giant, uh, even out there in the varsity um, 6'4", 330 pounds. It's like trying to move a pillar stuck in the ground. And, um, you know, he's going to be accompanied by Tristan Wilkerson and Sam Big Daddy Isop. Um, and those guys are going to have to step up. But if they play like they're capable of playing um, and they keep building, I think we're on to something special here. Yep, and just like we said about the offense, there's so many, so many players that are going to step up and make a difference. We can't mention them all in our first podcast, uh, but all, all the players that we coach that are going to step up and make plays, and we will introduce you to more of them as we go along. All right, and we are now joined by the head coach of the Blackman Blaze, Coach Chandler Tiger. Coach Tiger, welcome to the Blazing Fast podcast. Yep, thanks for, thanks for being here. Uh, we wanted to give the folks out there a little bit of an introduction in case they're not that familiar with you. Coach, um, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? Uh, well, I'm married to my lovely life, uh, wife, Lauren. We've been together for, uh, God, I think it was like 15 years this year. Um, got a six-year-old boy, Camp, and then a three-year-old boy, Barrett. Um, and then we actually live here in the borough right right across the street from Oakland High School. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Coach Tiger, uh, I know you've been coaching, gosh, forever, but it's kind of a funny story. When did you start coaching? So I started coaching my uh, sophomore year of college, um, or – actually freshman year of college. So I started with a Bearden uh, middle school seventh grade team was my first intro to coaching football. And then luckily I got in the door with the University of Tennessee my sophomore year. Uh, I had to track down Scott Altizer, who's now their director of uh, like high school relations, I think, uh, asking for a job once a week, every week for three months until they finally let me in the door. Uh, volunteered for three years and GA there for another three, four years and uh, then got the coaching career going. That's a tough life, but I'm sure there's a lot of folks out there would trade it in a heartbeat. Um, so then you got into high school. Uh, where was your first head coaching job? Uh, so my first head coaching job was at uh, North Jackson High School in Stevenson, Alabama, a small uh, 4A town, uh, kind of close to Scottsboro, Alabama, in the northeastern tip of Alabama, right across the state line from South Pittsburgh, Tennessee, where my wife's from. And then, uh, obviously, you came over here to Blackman. What drew you to uh, the Blackman High School Blaze? Uh, actually, I, was, I had five interviews all in the same week, so it's kind of a neat story. Um, I was supposed to interview at Blackman on a Saturday for uh, basically 45 minutes to an hour. We were here for two hours and 30 minutes and uh, even came back on Monday with my wife and spent another hour, hour and a half there. So we just kind of asked all the questions, and just, this place has everything you want, the academics, your parent, parent support, your coaching support, uh, you know, Great stipends for assistance in the county compared to other counties. Um, you know, history of a bunch of Division One college football players. And then just it was a really good cultural fit for our style that's so different. Um, you got to find a, a school that will let you be you, and, and this was the perfect place for that. I agree with that. 
All right, Coach, welcome to the program. So what's it been like taking over this program and seeing how far it's come in just 18 months? Well, I mean, you guys know we've done a lot in 18 months. Um, you know, we brought in, I think it was 14, uh, now 15 different assistant coaches from the uh, from the previous administration. So we kind of restarted everything, restarted the, the weight training, restarted the offense, the defense. Everything's brand new uh, last year. And so going into the second year and the kids know what's coming and they, they're just used to the new culture and what we're doing. Uh, that part's been awesome. And so we're really excited for this season. So what would you say is the most unique thing you've brought to the program? Oof, that was a tough question. I, I, I don't know. Uh, the willingness to think outside the box, I guess. Uh, we're willing to do anything, uh, try any idea. Um, it doesn't matter who comes up with, with an idea. We're going to try it, uh, make it fun for the kids. I think high school football especially, you can have fun and still win and still be successful. And, and you can do a lot of hard work, but it doesn't have to be the, quote, grind that everybody you know talks about. Um, you can grind to do the work, but still love what you're doing and enjoy it every day. Yeah, and uh... – we certainly have more toys to play with over here. Uh, you tell us a little bit about the, the technology you brought to the table. So we're big into tech. Um, so we've got, let's see, uh, we've got the Catapult GPS system uh, that it's on 20 of our players this year that tracks their uh, distance run, top speed, player workload based on body weight. Uh, we've got this uh, applications that are basically phones around your waist called Go Route. Uh, that's for our scout team offense and defense to where we can do hurry up scout team because they don't have to come back to the huddle. They can stay out there and look at their Go Route devices around their waist. We've got, let's see, we used analytics last year. So we had a, a live program up in the press box during games that was called Edge Varsity. So we were one of only a few uh, high schools in the country using that last year. Now there's a, there's a lot more this year. And analytics has kind of been the hot, a hot topic, especially in college football and what else uh, we just added team builder so that's a it's an app that goes on ipads so now we have ipads on every single weight rack so all of our weight training is digital and it's got analytics tracking for the kids and leaderboards that can be thrown up in the weight room and uh, during dead periods and stuff you can send them workouts on their phones all right coach so uh, early in the episode before you came on uh, we gave the listeners a rundown of the off season but we wanted the the head man's insight into how you're feeling about what we accomplished during our off season well, I'm just I'm really happy with how everything went. Um, you know, we did the 6:30 a.m. blaze drills again. Uh, attendance was excellent. That, that was a requirement to go through that to be on the team. We have less numbers on the team, uh, probably because of that than the year before. But that's not necessarily a bad thing. Everybody's bought into what we're doing. We did Tiger Hill again. Uh, we did two a days again. And just to see the difference, like even running Tiger Hill, our first year doing it, uh, everybody was throwing up and it, it was just kind of a disaster to some degree. And then this year, I mean, they said it's no big deal. And don't want to interrupt you, but early in the episode, we did acknowledge the change to Tigard Hill, uh, I think they're calling it now. So, <laughs> Yeah, that's fair. So, I mean, we've done it two years in a row and I guess we're the only one doing it right now. So I know our track team and cross country and all those guys, they go up there too. Well, coach, uh, you're known for your offense and we kind of gave a breakdown of the players, but if you want to kind of reiterate you know some of those guys that people can watch and what it's been like coaching that kind of talent especially as soon as you arrive well we got lucky uh we didn't know all that existed because we only brought back three players that had played varsity the year before you know we got lucky that, that ben marshall was here playing tight end uh caught 65 balls 
2009 games. Justin Brown uh, was here. Jack Reisner playing quarterback, but uh, also Peyton Thomas coming in at quarterback. So the fact you can play two QBs and you can rotate all these guys, put a focus on running the ball. So Donovan Holloway now uh, was waiting in the wings, and you know he squatted 565, I think, at the liftathon. And so to get him to run the ball is going to be pretty exciting this year. So offensively, I mean, obviously that's that's kind of what we're known for. You know, going into this year, it's been how do we make defense as cool and fun as the offense was last year. Uh, and then, you know, so that's been the, the big topic all offseason. All right, Coach, uh, what are some of your goals for the Blackman Blaze football program this season? Well, honestly, I don't want to put, like, you know, win and loss numbers on everything. I just want us to play as good as we can uh, for each game, regardless of who that opponent is. Uh, it changes based on the opponent, right? So, you know, for this week, we know um, exactly how we should play. And so that's always the goal. Uh, whether you're winning or losing, you want to make sure you're playing the best at your physical ability. And then and to top on that, Coach, I know you've got a lot of, you know, big ideas for this program, and I don't, I don't know if everybody in the community kind of understands what your vision is for this program. If you just give everybody kind of a, just a little tidbit on how you want this program to be in the next three, five, ten years. Well, when we came here, we saw uh, we have a lot of advantages. Um, obviously, Oakland has done a lot of good things uh, for our county and, and won the last two state titles. And then at the same time, you know, Blackman should be able to do that too. Uh, everything that they've done, Blackman should be able to do. And that's um, that's kind of our goal. You know, we're, we're, everybody's playing catch up to them right now. Uh, they got the best, you know, best coaches in the state. They, they've won the most games. And so we're playing catch up but at the same time Blackman has a lot of advantages from parent support or financial support player support to where we can be one of the uh, the best teams in the state uh, we'd like to play on ESPN again uh, Blackman's done that in the past uh, you know you're talking ESPN games national ranking there's no reason that you can't do all that kind of stuff uh, as well as sign a bunch of college players so um, this place is really special so you can do all those goals so they were they everybody thought I was crazy when I came in and said hey we're, we're we want to play on ESPN again we want to do this and then when you start going down to hoover tournaments and, and traveling and people start to realize like oh maybe you can do that yeah i think we've definitely raised the bar of what people think is possible in this community and uh you are at the tip of the spear for that one all right coach we're gonna have some fun here we're gonna try to do uh, some rapid fire questions so first thing that pops in your brain here when we ask these questions let us know give everybody some insight about you all right so are you ready all right let's go all right coolest place you've ever coached in high school Oh, in high school. Okay, I wasn't ready for that one. Oof. Um, probably not coached. I played at Kingsport Don Dobbins Bennett uh, up there in Kingsport with the double-decker stadium with the giant band. Uh, that's one of the coolest places you can play a high school game. Game day superstitions. I uh, don't really have any. I brought back the Red Bulls. I, I cut those out for a couple years, uh, but we busted that back out in the Oakland game last year, and we're going Red Bull strong ever since. Turf or grass? You know I'm going to say turf, yeah. <laughs> home or away? I prefer home games. All right, X's and O's or Jimmy's and Joe's? you got to have both, actually. So I started out an X and O guy. Um, I do think coaches lean one way or the other. So I'm definitely an X and O lean. Uh, I know you are, too. Um, so you got to have somebody in the background. For me, that's Coach Reynolds saying, hey, uh, he's the Jimmy's and Joe's guy, always looking at matchups and who to attack and because I'm always looking at scheme and coverages and all that stuff. And last rapid fire, who's your coaching idol? If I say Lane Kiffin, they're going to come after me. <laughs> um, although that was the most fun I've ever had in my coaching career was working for him. I, I don't, all my coaching idols are – maybe it explains why we are the way we are, I guess. You know, Jimmy Johnson, who's, who's Jerry Glanville. Oh, yeah, um, I love it. 
yeah, yeah. So um, it's definitely a bunch of renegades, I guess. And then that, that I guess we just explained why I am the way I am. I guess yeah, I don't our, know. Yeah. Our, our, our young listeners were just like, uh, who? who are those guys? Who are those yeah, guys? Yeah, hey, Google it. Go- it's worth it. Yeah, Google Jerry Glanville. All right, Coach, we'll close out with this. Uh, just give the audience a little bit of preview of what we can expect tomorrow night at Brentwood and kind of the expectations for the season and any uh, shout-outs you want to give to the supporters out there in the Blackman family. Yeah, good call on that. Uh, we've got the best 12-man committee. Uh, we've had to – we've redone it a couple times since I've been here. So now to have Jerome Perkins um, as the president of our 12-man committee and, and field organization, Elizabeth Lee, uh, Jessica Vest running concession stands. This is off the top of my head now. Um, I know we've got a lot – Brandy Meek uh, doing all of our meals and pregame meals. Um, you know, my wife doing all the stuff she does. Uh, y'all's wives doing everything. I mean, I could thank somebody for an entire podcast. Uh, going into the Brentwood game, we're just hoping, you know, uh, to play as good as we can. It's going to be a massive atmosphere. It was a, it was a barn burner last year. I saw some of the predictions going out, and you're, they're, they're predicting a 90-point game between the two yes. of us. So, I hope not. Um, so it's going to be a fun game regardless, and, you know, we just hope we play well. And, and uh, you only get 10 to 15 of these a year. So uh, every game day you need to enjoy it regardless of, of win and loss because um, we do all this work, all the Tiger Hill, all the stuff in the summer for 10 days. So. So uh, we need to have a good day tomorrow and enjoy uh, one of the 10 we get. Thank you for joining us, Coach. We appreciate you stopping by. Coach, give us a go, Blaze. Go, Blaze. All right, and we appreciate you guys uh, tuning in. Uh, we want to thank a couple people ourselves. Uh, first of all, our wives. I know Kaylee's listening. I appreciate all of your love and support. I'm going to give a shout-out to my wife, Abby, who I know is going to be listening. Uh, thank you for running the house. Uh, you are what lets me pursue my dream and Every day I get to go to work, but it's not work. And I want to thank you for that. And uh, lastly, we want to thank you guys out here for listening and all the Blackman supporters. We hope you guys make the trek over to Brentwood tomorrow. And if you can't make it, next Friday night is our first home game against Gallatin. Should be a great atmosphere. Till then, go Blaze. Go Blaze.